Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast. What episode is it, John Vibes? 170. 170, okay. And then I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Yo. And we got Philip Dassing. What's going on? We've got uh, Lord Vibes, as he requested to be called. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And then we've got uh, none other than Michael Heiss from uh, the Mises Caucus. You started the you Columbus the Mises Caucus, correct? Yeah, I, I founded it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. No, he natived it. He didn't Columbus it. He natived it. Yeah, there was no one here before me. (laughs) (laughs) So what what prompted you to to create the Mises Caucus? I I had been kicking the idea around because... uh, I had been thinking over just the the difference in experience that I had in in the Ron Paul campaigns versus the, the Gary Johnson campaign, and uh, it just didn't have the same spirit that the that the Ron Paul campaigns have. It didn't have the same strength and unity and and cohesion behind it. So I was trying to think of you know once I started getting active in the party, I realized that most libertarians aren't in the party. Why right. is that? You know, and that we were going to need them to reignite that spirit. So. That's that's kind of the the base idea behind the Mises Caucus was to try to to reignite the the spirit of the Ron Paul revolution in the in the Libertarian Party. Well, Jared was saying, why not the Cato Caucus? <laughs> well, <laughs> so I if did not say Jared that. saying that, dude, I hate Cato. Well, I don't hate Cato. I like Cato. Well, I, I think another way the, another way of looking at the Mises Caucus would be to call it the Austrian Caucus, and I think another way of looking at at the uh, at Cato is is. You know, they're they're a little bit more behind. Uh, I would say the Chicago end of things. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So I would say both have a proper umbrella within the the Libertarian Party, but we both are going to have our little idea groups on which one's going to win the day. Hmm. So that was a good answer, dude. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Way yeah. to go! Clap, 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 clap. Um. Well, <laughs> so how do you go about joining the Mises Caucus? Well, right now it's it's kind of just a, a loose affiliation over social media. It's nothing official. Okay. And and none there's, of the, there's no sort of like initiation. No, we're working on that. <laughs> there's no, yeah, no, no skull and bones yeah. like jerk off in a coffin. Nothing like that. <laughs> no, I mean we're we're thinking or, or about the, adding the soggy cracker. Isn't that? Uh, the we're, we're thinking about adding spirit cooking for like the people that hit the Mises level at like yeah. the top. But but. Um, you know, but prior to that, maybe just a little bit uh, per month. But you do have a uh, you do have a Facebook group, which I think is where you kind of collect most of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. The, the Facebook group is where the the majority of the action goes down. That's where the the discussion is, and it's it's growing really quick. I mean, we're at over thirty four hundred people in there, and there's a nice mix of classical liberals, minarchists that are constitutionalists, a lot of ANCAPs, and everybody gets along. I mean, we don't have the clashes that you would normally associate with that mix. Do you have any SJWs? Well, if they if they are, they're kind of precluded from being SJWs openly, as a matter of the the uh, the rules. Because well, I mean, what's the rules? Well, basically, it's it's part of the platform that we reject identity politics. So the whole point is, we don't really care about your personal life. You could be gay, you could be trans; it doesn't really matter. It, uh, that's that's not what the principles are about. Is whichever expression of lifestyle that you personally choose. It's the it's the principle at the root of of uh, freedom of association that's important. So you're not going to make it – like, we're not going to allow the caucus to be used for a platform to push a, a, a single uh, culture or a single identity or lifestyle. So that effectively kind of makes you neutral in the, in the culture war. That's the, that was the aim. Yeah, that was the aim. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Interesting. Because, you know, there's just uh, – that, that is such a mess to get into, and it's – 
it's so it would it would be so i mean it seems like it's very easy for especially the people on the the other end of the identity politics like the racists and stuff to go around hijacking uh media organizations political parties whatever yeah, I mean, the second you start to get into identity politics, you're automatically putting group identity above individual identity. And, yeah, and, and then you enter the conversation with the Nazi, with the literal Nazis. <laughs> yeah, or, or the to- I would say the toxic collectivists of all kinds. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had a question. Um, so like, how how did it come about? Like, I remember someone like one of the first times I remember hearing you was on the Tom Woods show. So how did that all come about? Like getting his attention. There was there was an explo so some people think that that the caucus and like the group was started as a reaction to you know Sarwark making some comments about Tom Woods and I can understand why people would think that because the timing was perfect but we had a, an explosion because I happened to make the Facebook group the same day slightly before Sarwark started saying that stuff like you can you can go and search so you hashtag. guys probably benefited from that right oh we absorbed the whole thing like overnight yeah, unexpectedly nice. <laughs> you know, like That's and, and he told me about it weeks before that he was planning on doing it and wow. i don't even use twitter personally like i hate twitter and so i had it no idea this, suck. yeah it's annoying and, and <laughs> it it's res- I, i've always felt like it was restrictive and and uh so it was completely random. I made the group like literally hours before that happened, organically absorbed the whole thing. So we grew really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And um, I was able to take that growth uh, with me to, I went, I made a trip to Colorado for the Nexus conference because one of my friends was one of the founding members of the Nexus cryptocurrency. And that's where I met Judge Knapp and that's where I met Pat Byrne. And I, I was able to pull a lot of networking out of it. And I just kind of made a pitch to all these people and got a lot of support. So... Mm-hmm. You know, as these good things started to happen, I just kind of ran with it, and it's it's grown to this point. It's been really wild. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty nuts to think about. Uh, you actually got uh, Tom Woods to join the Libertarian Party. Yeah, and I didn't even know he was going to do that. I didn't ask him to do that. Yeah, even uh, Phil Dashing joined the, the Libertarian Party, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's I mean, awesome. Yeah, something I've been. I've yeah, been we're we're off. making the offer you can't refuse. Yeah, man. Like I've been putting this off. Like I don't know. Every time, like I would like feel like impassioned to or anything like that. It was always like, here comes Cantwell saying something, being attached to libertarianism, and and was, I don't know. One of you guys said it like one time. They're like, or it may have been Kyle actually. He was like, well, why don't you join it so you're not, you know? So because I was afraid of being associated with people like that. You know, and I, I don't know, I just lazy and just, you know, I didn't feel like dropping $25. I didn't feel like anything would change. You know, it was just going to Star Wars. And, you know, I, after the election of, you know, 2016, I really just really like after the past two election cycles, how bad they dropped the ball, especially this last one. I was just like, so, I don't know, just kind of bummed out with it. So I never like thought about it, but it wasn't till hearing about you and everything you were starting up and, and then it just it kind of snowballed and I just finally just got around to it today. Yeah, it's and it's like I said, it's been completely unexpected. I mean, I, I knew something was going to happen when I threw it out there. If you would have asked me, it's only been like eleven months. If you would have asked me eleven months ago that all everything that has happened would happen, I would have been like, "You're fucking crazy." Yeah, you know, like so. It's it's and I, I always said from the beginning that you know we were relatively new to the party. We're learning, and that's definitely still a truth. I've never, I've never. Because essentially what we're going to have to do with the caucus, what we're working towards, you asked me, how do you join? Yeah, um, we're going to have to form a pack. 
Like we're gonna have to form a pack to in order to accept uh, monthly donations from people to become a member and uh, yeah. all of that kind of thing. So like I've never this is completely new territory for me. So, yeah. but I have uh, plenty of people around me who are experienced and willing to help and have been helping since the beginning. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. And how? When do you think that'll be? That'll be taken care of. Right now, I'm just learning the ropes. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to read what I'm getting myself into. Uh, I'm trying to go over it with people who have who have started things like this and have worked the paperwork. Um, I have an experienced treasurer, Drew Leda from the the Oregon LP. Um, and I, I mean, I want to do it quickly to like capitalize on the growth, but at the same time, because it's new, I don't want to try to rush and and make foolish mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, how does like Sarwak? Like, how does he? How has he been? Like, how has he responded to this Mises Caucus? Like. Has he said anything personal about it? Like, do you like, do you see that he is in any way, shape, or form, like, kind of like feel like threatened by it? Like, or has he has he expressed well, any type of emotion towards when, it? When when we first started, we kind of came right out of the bat, and our whole thing was we came from nowhere, didn't even exist, to saying, okay, we've had it with this leadership. They don't represent the majority of libertarians. We have to do something. We have to get them out. So I kind of came with that <laughs> that fire from the beginning. So. Uh, I think he knows that there's good things going on, that the addition of people like Tom Woods and all this is good for the party. I think he is just dedicated to to trying to make sure that that he doesn't appear to be racist or anything like that and is willing to virtue signal to achieve that. So, I mean, so he doesn't appear to... Why would he appear to be racist? I don't know. (laughs) That's that's what I keep... That's what everyone keeps trying to figure out. I mean, there's these loose allegations that Tom Wood is is racist and, and all this stuff, but... I've I've never been given sufficient proof, and I've been listening to the show pretty regularly for about four years now, and don't recall anything. I've read his books. I've listened to enough of his speeches. I, mean, I, would, say, I would say the same. I've listened to yeah. a shitload of Tom Woods episodes, and I've never heard him say anything well, that's racist. Well, you know what? The, no, he hasn't. But the, the the number one claim that I'm given from them is that he was he was one of the founding members of this organization called the League of the South, and the way he has addressed it is that he he did go to uh the the meetings for this group but that when it was founded when he was there well first of all jeff tucker took him there according to him and and uh no one ever talks about that um Mm -hmm. but basically he said it was a a southern decentralist group and it wasn't overtly you know white nationalist or anything like that at the beginning and that once it took that turn he left now we're also talking like he was in college and in his 20s this yeah. was a long time ago, and uh, so they they hold that against him to this day. Yeah, I mean, day. everyone likes to experiment in college. Well, that was like, I mean, you could you could draw the Let's same experiment thing. with some white supremacy, dude. <laughs> yeah, hey, maybe you, you maybe can try it just one time, just one hit, man. <laughs> well, that's like, uh, I mean, I went to some C four L meetings back in the day, during you know, like the Ron Paul era, and like back then it was kind of cool but now it's kind of just turned into like another branch of the libertarian party or the republican party from what i understand well yeah they i mean he advocated the whole take over the uh, the republican party thing and and i think there's you can make an argument that there's some results at the federal level with rand and mosh and all that but uh yeah generally speaking you, we all saw what their party did to him yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like we all we all saw that there was like a, a a basically a conspiracy between the party and the media to completely discredit him, to completely ignore him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were never going to get behind him on anti-war. They were never going to get behind him on ending subsidies and and all these types of things. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think he showed that we're going to have to build our own thing. Uh, I mean, well, he also created like uh, you know the biggest boom to the liberty movement ever. 
Like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he got he got the more people into libertarianism than anybody else. Right. And he did that while he was a Republican, you know, because being a libertarian, it's kind of like, you know, just like screaming in the forest. Oh, I wasn't like shitting on Ron Paul, by the way. Yeah. I, no, 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 I was no. just saying, uh, like, the, the, oh, no, 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 because, because what yeah. I would say the nature of, of what what he did was more intellectual, cultural, social, yeah. and less political, oh, yeah, you know? And, sure. then, and then from the Republican side of things, that's what they always hold against them. Oh, well, you don't have any marquee legislation with your name on it and, and this or that. You know, they, they try to look for those kinds of victories where he started a social movement. I, yeah. think, I think just what happened was after that movement was started, it never coalesced into anything. You know, it kind of went in a, a thousand different directions. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh I don't know. So, I mean, like, are you against uh, participating in, say, like, the Republican Party? If there was a situation, I mean, I I wouldn't say I'm against it. I think there are legitimately libertarian-leaning Republicans and that we should, the party would not like me saying this, but I think we should work with them because, as of now, until we prove otherwise, national-level office is just not viable for us. We should, I, I think we should run president, but I think we should focus our energy taking over locality so that we could affect states. And then once you affect states, you can start to nullify and, and perhaps even threaten secession. So if it is a le- legitimately libertarian-leaning Republican at the national level that has an actual shot, I don't think there's any problem in progressing it because parties are just vehicles for ideas. And, what's, and, and it's, it's important that we understand that the, the philosophy and ideal of libertarianism precedes the party. So what about Bill Weld? <laughs> not cutting it for me. <laughs> yeah, not. We forgot to put him up on the board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it all goes along with. It, no, know. I mean, it's not cutting it for me, and and a lot of the. Uh, I'm glad to remember. I mean, I, I think he has a place in the party. I don't nah, think he has well, a place. Does he? I, mean, I, I do. Really? No, I do. What's I, no, this I, about? I, no, I do think he has a place in the party. In that, like I said, it, like, uh, that. Um, to, where, to what endorse Hillary Clinton? Is that his place? Or, or, he should or, absolutely or not be. He should not Clinton? absolutely not be the speak like the the face or the voice. But for his ability, so if if him endorsing Larry Sharp helps Larry Sharp and helps get the message out in New York, then that's good. But if he goes on stage doing like what you were saying, being the face and being the voice, that's really bad. Well, well what if Barack Obama could help get Larry Sharp elected? You know, do you think? I mean, like how far, how far are we going to go with uh, you know? With the people we uh, seek to, you know. Well, that's not to say that I support him. Yeah. I mean, we're we're doing everything in our in our power to recruit a candidate to to run against him to make sure that he doesn't get it. So. Yeah, because it definitely comes off that he's being groomed, and I, it's a weird dynamic. I mean, coming. From, I would say we're being groomed more no, than Bill no. Weld. Yeah, I think the decision is already made that that yeah, they're, he's going to yeah. run in twenty twenty. That that they're going to run in twenty twenty, and that and that the part the. The establishment of the party is going to fall get, in line and behind that, that. We're getting lubed up here. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's it's been thing. going on for weeks. That application. So, is, so is, your, yeah. is your is your is your goal right now to field somebody that can? That I'm working can on take Pat Byrne. I'm I'm trying to do everything I can to recruit Pat Byrne. Pat Byrne. Yeah, Who's Pat C- Byrne. So he's he is the CEO of Overstock, um, oh. and. Uh, he's got a PhD, or I'm sorry, he's got a doctorate in philosophy. He's a regularly featured speaker with the uh, the Mises Institute, and he's really big in the blockchain space. Um, so he's actually working on a bunch of projects. I mean, he owns a company that's underneath of uh, Overstock called Medici. You know, like it's funny that you say that because I believe, okay, because I know a, a dude who's kind of like was in the Gary Johnson campaign, and I believe before they they locked down Bill Weld. 
I believe they were trying to uh, get this Pat Byrne dude to be uh, Gary's VP. He would be great. Oh, and, I, 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 if he if if he was willing to run, it would be an insult to put him as VP because of just I mean, he is a self-made billion-dollar like multi-billion-dollar company in Overstock, and and I think he is one of very few people that could actually unite the party because while he is a regularly featured speaker uh, at the Mises Institute. He's his. He understands anca- like uh, anarcho capitalism. He respects it and all that stuff. But that is not where his personal positions lie. He's more in the in the classical liberal uh, uh, Friedman Mises Hayek role. So that's the Wagner. where Wagner. I don't think he's going to go as far as Wagner. I don't think he's going to go as far as Wagner. But I'm sure Wagner would love him. But that's the thing is, I think a lot of people would love him. I think I think he's one of few people that could get the Ron Paul and the Bill Weld endorsement. Because no, I mean, Arvin Vora. Have to look into him more. I was gonna say, Arvin Vora even says, from his in his perspective, he goes on and says, like, yeah, th- if you're going through the political means of the party, like, you have to go through a minarchist view, like, like that's kind of the scope you have to go through. Well, I would say, I wouldn't say it has to be minarchist or it has to be anarchist. I would say anarchist is best represented as as the the embodiment of the principles 100. percent So you always want to mm-hmm. aim in in that direction. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? So if you if you were to now, there's also the problem, there's always that question that we get of like, all right, so you're an anarchist, if you had a switch right now, would you just like completely eliminate the government? I think most of us would answer no, because most of us understand that there's yeah. a number of dependents <laughs> out there, and if you did something like that, it would cause like a humanitarian crisis. Dude, it sounds like most of us are being bitches. <laughs> well, <laughs> could be, but at the same time, but at the same time, this is all at the end of the day, because it's a battle of ideas, and that's what we're trying to wage through politics. It's all psychological. So if we were to if we were to do something like, all right, so philosophically we are against uh, Medicare or food stamps. Does that mean you drop those things right now? You're probably going to lose all kinds of uh, psychological ground coming off as the bad guy, and probably probably foment some kind of leftist revolt. You know what I mean? Like if you did something like that, and that's just the reality of it. So always it's aim be for gradual. It. Yeah. Well, it's it's. So Rothbard has this uh, this great article called "The Case for Radical Idealism," and and the the nutshell version of it is always stand for what take what you can get, but always stand for what you want. So always stand for those ultimate principles. Take what you can get along the way, but mm-hmm. but let it be right. known that you're fighting for more. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So it's not like pragmatism, like no, like yeah, because pragmatists roll over on the principles. Yeah, because well, I feel it, like well, that's what the caucus is. Well, they, in the I party would say right they now. actively try to uh, take it away from the philosophical core and make it political and make it policy driven. Whereas that can be made subjective. If you have that philosophical core, it's it's hard to move it around and say, oh well, you know, we we actually support drone bombings, you know, or, or whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah. uh, Which that, is probably a weld position, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he, I'm pretty sure he he supported that on the campaign trail. Ugh. Wow. Which that should be like, you know, I understand that we all like disagree on things, and that not everybody in this movement or whatever. Uh, you know, agrees on every single issue, but war is should be one that like yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. it should be like pretty hardcore. On exactly. It. Like, does he bring in that much money to kind of like sacrifice those beliefs? Like, no, I mean, because well, everyone I mean, always props well, him up to be like there, well, should, there shouldn't be enough money to sacrifice those beliefs. Yeah, like, I, I mean, yeah, but like people always talk because I know like Sarwak, you know, well, like kind of goes with that angle but this, too. This comes into a, a difference in philosophy. What some people think the the role of the party is. Some people think that it really is politics first and foremost, and not a vehicle to inject a message. That, yeah, that you I hope to win that. by yeah. the goodness of the message. But isn't that being unrealistic? 
You know, I which mean, one? The the one the one you just said, the one where it's like, oh, they actually want, they are actually trying, let, think they have a legitimate chance of winning yeah, anytime they, soon. Yeah. yeah, that is unrealistic. Oh no, like that just seems unrealistic. So while you have a party and while you have you know four percent of the vote, it to me it just makes more sense practically, pragmatic, whatever the fuck you want to call it, to to do your best to inject the idea of liberty. If you're just another party that kind of has some like libertarian ideals. But you're willing to roll over on important shit. Like, what is the point? Yeah, and that's that's kind of the message that was driven home is that we're we're fiscally conservative and social liberal. So what they're yeah. trying to say is we're the best of both worlds. We'll take yeah. the good of the Democrats. We're not a philosophical, you know, a completely different way of thinking, a completely different uh, role, like uh, uh, approach to thinking about government. We're you know just a little bit good from over here and a little bit you right. know, and we're comfortable. We're the we're the reasonable alternative when. We're the anti-system, right? You know exactly. what I mean. Like we're yeah. and and that's that's yeah. how we should be presenting it, right? Yeah. Because I felt like that whole election, they just every single time they go up there, and, and it was almost like they added Bill Well. Like to me personally, like I always felt like they added Bill Well just to kind of help out with how lack of experience or lack of a politician that Gary Johnson was. And like my wife, she's not hugely I mean, he had political. experience, though. He was a governor. I know, I know, but like he didn't come off that way. I mean, all the time he was constantly goofing well, off was, and he was boring. And I understand yeah. I understand the thought process but behind what his supporters were saying that that him and Gary being governors lend legitimacy and people will be more willing to to listen. Yeah. But but people forget Ron Paul and Gary Johnson shared a debate stage. Johnson yeah. ran as, as a Republican in 2012 before he ran as a Libertarian. And it wasn't him that got yeah. the traction. It wasn't him that progressed forward. It wasn't him that got the huge grassroots movement. It was Ron Paul. But nobody remembers that Gary Johnson was I, even there. Dude, you, uh, it, I completely didn't even realize that. Like, it's something that I've not... I completely blanked on. Like, I have, I completely forgot about that. Like, that's that's something that actually happened. Like, so it's... Because, uh, I, I mean, going back to... Going back to, like... I, I know I keep bringing back... Talking about Sarok, but, like... I just I don't understand like his fixation with these the, like the Bill Weldians that that type of of crew because like he comes off I, as a leftist to me. Well, Star Wars. I, I, so he I don't know if he personally is a leftist, but he certainly um, makes sure it's known that that the door is open for them. And I think that he sees that Bill Weld is here, staying in the party despite being dogged and and. Uh, endorsing people and giving money to people and saying this guy's doing work he's earning his keep and oh have you heard him in the past six yeah. months he sounds so much better and and all this kind of thing now you say that to me and i'm like well you're telling me in the same hand that part of the advantage is that he's a slick politician so he's used to telling people what they want to hear for votes how how can i distinguish you know uh vouching for hillary clinton from oh i learned my lesson to how do you distinguish that from i had a legitimate change of heart I think one way of going about that, if he had a legitimate change of heart, is how much does he really repent for for supporting the Iraq War? I mean, that's no small thing. There's yeah, like a yeah, million you can't people. just walk that back. Yeah, that's not just like a, oh my bad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that's like that's like a million dead people. You know what I mean between that and Afghanistan. You know, like yeah. and and all the money and all the the damage here at home. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, but like I I keep. I don't know, man. Like so I, we we had this long talk on the on the after hours podcast last week, and unfortunately, it we had some technical difficulties. It didn't get recorded, but we're just like I, I know the, when, as soon as Sarwak got uh, renominated or whatever whatever word I'm looking for. Sorry, I'm blanking. But um, <laughs> when he when he became the chairman again after he got voted in again, he the first person he posted on his page was a guy Adam Bates. I think his name is yeah, and he's a huge leftist. He's a um, 
He's very anti Ron Paul. He's uh, he's a part. I think he's a part of the social. I don't know if he's a part of the socialist caucus, but he shares I think a lot he's, of this stuff. I think I know who you're talking about. He's from I think, the Cato Institute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Andy Craig. Intern. Yeah, he's he's uh, a fixture in the the pragmatists. Honestly, I Andy dude, Craig's a fucking bitch. There dude. is yeah. apparently I <laughs> Honestly, heard on the way here that there that Sarwark recently posted a picture of him in the flesh chilling with Mike Shitley campaigning. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yes, he I, I did. Saw I saw. Too, yeah. I didn't want to bring that up yet, but uh, yeah, I saw that too on the way so here. So we're changing our topics now. Uh, I, I mean, just, I'm just. <laughs> it, it was. It was relevant to the discussion. It, it, I think it is because the first person he posted, it was a congratulatory post. Someone said, "Congratulations, Nick, on winning," and it was this guy, Adam Bates. And I, I my buddy knew him through uh, Cato Institute that I know. Like they were interned together. And it's just like every single time I turn around, I always got like this. This leftist guy is always with Sarwark, and it's it always it pins me that way. So that's why I want to know. Like that's like my first question was like, what's the ba- was there any backlash coming from him? Because I saw what what they did to Joshua, like what Joshua Smith, like during the uh, yeah. I mean, they they talked a lot of smack towards us, but I pretty much just got to the point where I blocked all of them because it's yeah. not worth my time. Like I I, I have okay. so much going on, and it's it's not really worth my time to fight with them. I did enough of that, and. You know, we're we're in a position now where we're going to be producing content. We're going to be trying to help candidates. We're going to be going out recruiting. Dude, you you're, you're, you're fucking Mises worldwide. <laughs> worldwide, <laughs> wide, wide, wide. So I, I just uh, I want to focus on the the productive things. You know what I mean? True. And, and, yeah, I got gotcha. uh, So basically, I'm just we're going to have to out hustle them. That's pretty. What's, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Word, word. So should we move on with that yeah, with that segue? Okay. Half ass segue. Segue to what? Shitley. Shitley? Okay, did we already talk about Hop? Oh, no, no. We just, yeah, All right, well, we can circle that. Okay, okay. So, yeah, this is, like, one thing where it's, like, I don't know. Like, like I'm curious about this. Like, like how do you feel about Hop? Because it's, like, Hop, I, like, and, you know, like, I'm somebody who's, like, always, like, fuck PC, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I'm we somebody, know. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with, uh, I'm cool with some gay people, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with some, <laughs> you know, like, like, oh I mean, my god, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm cool with a lot of people, you know? And, uh, like, uh, personally, I feel like it would be, like, bigoted to say I'm cool with gay people, because they're, gay people are just, like, every other group of people. Right. There's some regulars, there's some assholes. So, like, like I, I think when somebody says, I love black people, I think that is just as bad as saying, I hate black people, because you're talking, uh, you're talking you're about, talking a, about, you're talking about the entire race you're, in general. You're which presuming is, it's, it's the kind separation. Of it's kind of you're, racist. You're presuming agree, the separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so, so in other words, in other words th- that's what I meant, you know? In other words, <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm, I'm down with a bunch of people who happen to be members of a bunch of minority groups, you know? I'm down with, like, uh, like the rights of individuals. It, it kind of seems like, like Hop is a little bit of a prick. I think he's. I think he's got some issues on some cultural issues. He seems to have this theme of. of and he uh, tries to shoehorn his other philosophical beliefs into those cultural I, issues. Yeah, I, I think. think he he thinks that uh, in his ideal closed off enclave, there would be these certain rules. But the, the main thing that I see with him is is that he seems to believe that there is this necessity of conflict between different cultures, and 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 that that will always manifest and that that creates the division so we have to plan for that division and and you know um i don't think you could have like hong kong in the middle of china if that was true you know yeah i agree i don't think you could have new york fucking city if that was true. las vegas i mean shit you know uh any of that i don't i mean 
did you did you personally hear the episode of uh, Tom Woods when uh, Kinsella was on there, and it was basically Kin- Kinsella, basically it, it, vibes. Basically. basically, it was essentially. Basic. Oh, it was, no. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was essentially um, Kinsella was on the Tom Woods show, right? And they were talking about like Hop's writing, and then they got to a point where it's like, okay, things that that Hop has said that that have been very controversial. So and then like. A lot of this stuff was just like Hop says something that's just like it sounds obviously bigoted, obviously racist, and then it was like uh, it seemed to be like uh, Kinsella was explaining. Well, I think what Hop meant here, blah blah blah, and it's like whoa, 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 Kinsella, you just spent like fucking like forty five minutes telling me that like Hop is a fucking genius, and then you're telling me that he's such a dumbass here that you know he can't sound like a he can't not sound like a bigoted asshole. I do think that is the case with like almost everybody though. So like. So, for example, if you in different ways, like so Mises, if you were to go back and read liberalism in that book, he he upholds the idea of the the League of Nations. That would be pretty controversial if spoken now in libertarian circles. Are we going to throw out Mises because he upholds what would ultimately be the U.N.? Are we going to throw out Friedman because of the UBI and stuff like that? I think it's I think it's important that we have a balanced view that everybody has flaws somewhere and, and that everybody has contributions at the same well, time. Yeah, why do you? Why do we have? Yeah, I mean, I know it's uh, you know part of the human uh, condition or whatever, but we 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 need to get away from focusing on from focusing on. <laughs> don't interrupt me, motherfucker. <laughs> from focusing on like actual like the people themselves and and not their ideas. Like we create these sort of like I love Ron Paul, but like he's has some fuck ups along the way. Mm-hmm. And but that doesn't mean I need to now toss out all of Ron Paul's ideas right. because or, of or try to disingenuous disingenuously uh, sum him up by of course. that fuck up. Yeah, yeah, right. you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But like, I feel like if you just focus more so on the ideas themselves and less on who's espousing them. I mean, obviously. So like, if you find somebody like Tom Woods that espouses a lot of great ideas, it's a good idea to continue to listen to Tom Woods, but doesn't guarantee that everything Tom Woods says from here on out is going to be a good idea. Yeah. Right? So let's let's try and focus less on the person saying them and more so on the ideas that they're espousing and evaluate them on that merit. What's important about Tom Woods and, and you know, Dave Smith and these... I have nothing against Tom Woods. I'm just throwing well, them out there. What I'm saying <laughs> is it's, 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 it, with, in the case of some of these personalities, it's beyond the personality. Yeah. So, for example, we, you had mentioned that we got like three uh, or four percent of the vote. What was it? Like three and a half million votes, something like that. Yeah, four and a yeah. half million votes. Um, four and a half million votes, but there's only 15,000 members. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's important about Tom That's is, great point. He, do you know how many people a day listen to Tom Woods? About 40,000. Yeah. And those are all, at the very, very least, libertarian curious people. So why, why can we get through uh, those votes, but then we are not very good at retaining that support sure yeah. you know yeah. and and i would say that because of what you were mentioning earlier with sarwark that he he kind of appeals to the left and then little else get left out in the cold when that's who's going to make up our our activists and our members and and all that kind yeah, of thing I, like i said i've never been a part of the party but i always voted libertarian uh, in 2012 and 2016 i voted libertarian and i've like i said literally till today i just joined the party so, I, so it's yes. I feel like you know they, they kind of well. You're not. It's always been his attitude. Like you, you're not a part of the party. I don't want to. You know, you're you're nothing. Kind of. Like yeah. that's kind of the vibe I got from that. Yeah, and and I think it's really short sighted. I, I picked that up too. And we were talking about that in the car. He even had that attitude towards Ron Paul. He was oh, like, absolutely. oh yeah, you're not oh, in the party. Absolutely. So fuck you. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they yeah. they've taken that attitude for him, and and there's. 
another thing with the party, like another dynamic in the party is is there's a real generational gap. You know, and and these people who have, who are a little older that have been in the party, they don't necessarily feel the same way about Ron that we do because their inspiration precluded him. And but the numbers were so much smaller, so they don't have that connection with that movement the way that we do. You know, like the under thirty five crowd that experienced it, it's a whole different thing for us. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's Ron. I mean, Ron Paul for me, I can tell you that. Straightforward, like that's what got me into libertarian politics. Right. Was, was Ron Paul and that same generational gap? They are not necessarily as in tune on social media, so some of the stuff that Sarwark says flies under the radar. And as we all know, across the board, younger people are not as politically active, even though they might be the ones out screaming on colleges. Yeah. Well, is they're politically active, but they're not voting. Well, no, no. I mean, yeah. as a, as a demographic, they vote way less yeah exactly you know what i mean right. like so they yeah they might go wear the vagina hats and stuff but they're not necessarily voting <laughs> right they're not yeah. going to the polls like, they, yeah they're not pokemon go to the polls <laughs> <laughs> um all right do we want to do we want to shift over to our next topic uh, sure, dude. We'll we'll talk about uh, Shitley. Okay. So, <laughs> so you want to so, give us a brief? Yeah, let's, let's start. Yes, let's okay. start from the beginning. So you know, with punk from rock libertarians, it, it started in, in the, the punk rock libertarians group back in uh, 2009, and then uh, I think we, we we got to about like 700 people or something, and then Facebook pages started just really blowing up. So I was like, fuck, I got to make a page, you know. So then, you know, we kind of put the group aside because the pages were doing so much better. So it, it seems like now, recently, it's like, uh, you know, Facebook has really, like, hurt the algorithm algorithm on pages. And, uh, you know, groups are just, like, much more fun at the moment. So, you know, a lot of us have been uh, enjoying the Punk Rock Libertarians group again, the, 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 actually the initial start of everything. And so in there, Mike Shipley's been in there for a long time. Like uh, I remember years back, I was actually on his uh, his little radio show podcast thing. Uh, out, his out. little radio show. Podcast. Wait, like, who is? <laughs> hold on. Before before you start talking about him, who who is who is he? Who is this guy? He's a friend yeah. of Sarwark. He's, he's <laughs> who is yeah. this fella? Yeah, so uh, I believe he's the CEO at uh, Outright Libertarians. And what uh, is that? It's just an organization. Libertarian organization of uh, no. It's it's uh, just an organization of uh, libertarians who happen to be gay. Just a little bit of uh, identity libertarianism. Is that really? Is that really the situation? Yeah, outright, As I outright it, libertarians. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. So, well, that's cool. So you're not saying yeah, in a pejorative, yeah. okay? No, yeah. So okay. Uh, I was at, hoping you weren't. At any rate, at any rate, <laughs> I was going to have to smack I, you down. With you know, I've, I've noticed. I've noticed throughout the years, uh, Michael, uh, not Michael Heiss. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, look, we're like the white Muhammad. Any, Michael. Anybody can do this sober. Okay, remember that. So. Okay, I've noticed throughout the years, you know, Mike Shipley um, going SJW on people, but for some reason, you know, he never went SJW on me. And I know he was in like the the punk rock libertarians, like the 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 group even back in the day, and now and and the the page. But you know, it seemed like for whatever reason, he never really got like that with me. Uh, but then, like recently, in like the the past week, it's like uh, he's. Um, He's just saying, like, uh, that I'm re- recruiting Nazis, basically, to to join punk rock libertarians. And well, you did make a few Welcome jokes club, about bro. Hillary Clinton. You did post yeah. a few mean memes about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, you talked about her vagina. You talked about... What, okay. were, what were some okay. of the other... Dude, this is, this is so... It's funny, because, like... Uh, 
um, it's. I think. I think Jared was like, uh, well, "What did Matt say that was offensive specifically?" Right. Well, so hold and on. Then, and then uh, Mike Shipley, he goes back and he's just running through like everything that I posted my last like forty posts, and it's like, well, posted then, every single. And then one he of takes them. the meme right, and it, all these memes are fucking funny as shit. He takes the <laughs> meme and he's like, "This is a microaggression because," and he's like explaining it out, and he's going through, and it, like I didn't see this as it's happening. Like I came over for work or something. And then I, I saw it, and I was just like, I was laughing. I was like, "Well, you know, thanks, thanks for uh, compiling this uh, best of." Well, yeah, because <laughs> so this was I. I posted yeah. something in the group where I was basically like, could just call because he had called out Matt, and I was like, it I don't know. I was like, I woke AF. up and I saw the shit, and I was just like super pissed. Yeah, because I was just like, this is bullshit, man. Like. I know Matt. Matt is not a racist or a bigot or any of these things. Yeah, and Jared's my Jew card, dude. And I'm also a Jewish. Um, I'm also a Jewish. I'm also a Jewish. <laughs> but, uh, so, like, I go on, I write this whole thing, and I'm just like, you know, this is horseshit. And, like, his, I, I thought his argument was that, like, okay, there's, you know, sometimes racist people, actual racist people infiltrate a group, and they start posting racist comments, and our inaction on that front was us facilitating them to post, which... I think number one is is bullshit on that count because, I mean, look, I I have a full time job, you know, like I have a life, like I don't have time to moderate this group. We don't say anywhere on there like we're gonna be heavily moderating anything. Like we're not. I don't feel like we're obligated to. Now, if I do see some shit that I find is like overtly racist, overtly anti-Semitic, whatever, I don't have a problem booting them. I don't know if Matt has a problem booting them, but I I don't have a problem booting them. In fact, um. There was another guy that was sort of that I thought was like kind of co-signing with Shipley, and I was like, "Look, if you can point out something that is like overtly anti-Semitic, I will I will boot that person." And he found someone that was saying like the Jews deserve to like get kicked out of every country they have, and I was like, "All right, he's out." Which is none. Well, actually, one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait. What's that? Every country they have. Yeah. So they should be kicked out of one country. They have one yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Every country that, yeah, they, that they live in. No, no, no! no. Like every, wait. Every country that they've been kicked out of, they deserve to get kicked out of. Uh, yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, uh, yeah, wasn't he like a Spain, like the Inquisition, the Holocaust, all the shit? And yeah, like, yeah, wasn't yeah, he a Holocaust yeah. denier too? You were saying like, oh well, yeah. I remember we got an article submission from like a Holocaust denier. Like, I checked out his blog and it was just like filled with just like Holocaust denial shit. And I was like, I, I can't publish anything from this guy. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's just not going to look good. Like I, I, like I don't get offended. I'm just thinking like I don't want people to like think we're associated with. This and shit. see the way but, that this guy was handling shit, it it, it bothers me yeah. because I think that the fucking I, I I actually think that the whole quest for social justice is an important and noble goal. Like I do think it is something that does need to happen in our society. I, but I However, don't, listen I don't, to me. I don't disagree the with the fact you. that they, the way that they have gone about trying to do it, dude. I feel like you're being, you're being like a Holocaust exaggerator, the dude. The way that they, the way that they have gone about doing it has totally fucked everything up and made everybody hate the whole idea of it because it's like, yeah, like. Uh, there should be equality and like people have gotten fucked over people still do get fucked over like there are things that need to be addressed especially with the police situation you know what i mean and yeah um there's a lot of shit that 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 
well they've they've but, tied they've tied social justice with collectivist ideology exactly they, like, they, they have right a yeah, lot of the I, I get what you're saying though it's like for instance the, the drug war is um, you know racially enforced when you look at the the numbers you know when you look at the numbers about as many white people do drugs as black people but it, the drug war is, is way more highly enforced in black neighborhoods yeah yeah absolutely yeah. So, you know, I'm all about that. I'm all about that all day, well, too. Well, see, I brought that up, and yeah. I was like, look, you're wasting time going after Matt for, for posting, well, like... Well, that's what I'm saying. This microaggression like, shit ruins the whole right, fucking right. quest for actual social justice. That's I'm, what I'm... You know, exactly, I've been manspreading exactly. this whole time. What's uh, that? I've been manspreading this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't off because off the it's chair, like, yeah, so. and even I'm the kind of person like I. All right, I gave up on a lot of the words I used when I was in fucking middle school. Fine, if if that kind of shit fucks up people's vibe, whatever. I'll leave. I'll leave it alone. Yeah, but uh, uh, I just think that when people act like he does by constantly policing it, like I don't give a fuck what you guys say. I don't police what you guys fucking say. Yeah. And, uh, by him doing that, it 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 just It's it, not a good tactic. It's, like it's we a talk, terrible tactic. We talked about tactics a lot on here, especially when Arvin's on. And, uh, <laughs> that, that's exactly what I And there's... it's just it's just not a good tactic. Like like shame especially like okay, if you're gonna shame somebody, you gotta get a whole bunch of other people to shame with you, right? Like you need to recruit a whole mob of people to shame. But look, we're on Facebook, we're in a private group, and like ninety percent of the people in that group 99 percent of the people in the group basically have the same similar mindsets to what we have which is like yeah like we don't want to see actual racism we don't want to see the drug war continue we don't want to see regular wars continue but we're not going to go around like oh you made a vagina joke like that's sexist like you made a uh yeah. you know whatever and and so like I forget what I was go- where I was going with that, but it was a bad tactic. It, yeah, it's just a bad tactic, and it's not going to convince. Oh yeah, so like it's not going to convince any of like the ninety nine percent of people in this group that like you know that we're. It's not going to convince if, them that like that that we're that we're a bunch of bigots like and we're no just, and if uh, anything dog whistling which it's going to make them double down it's going to make people double well, down a, yeah. and be like fuck you I'm going to get louder why I'm do you think the alt right got so big shit. right that, and that's why right wing. Uh, politics are usually reactionary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and like you were saying, Phil, like, that's... And I was trying to, like, argue this with somebody that, like, the alt-right wouldn't be as big as it is if there wasn't all this sort of, like, SJW nonsense That's what they on. bitch about all day long. That's what they fucking... That right. is their, their fucking And look, fuel. I'm not justifying, like, that it's okay to become a white nationalist because, no, like, somebody no. called you a bigot. But, like, I'm just... Purely just, like, uh, causality. Like, if you're creating well, the, more alt-right people by behaving in this manner, the thing, and you're not doing... And it's not solving the problems that you seek to solve, maybe switch up your tactic a little bit. Maybe try to be, like... I don't know. Like, there's just better ways to approach people than just, like, straight out... This is a punk call-out. This is... Yeah, he said... This call, is he a called punk it, rock call-out. No, no, no. He said, like, this is a punk AF. He's like... He's like... Like, that's what he said. And, like, I don't even know how this dude, like, wakes up in the morning. Like, I don't know. Like, honestly, like... He's like he looks the dude the... who sued for being ki- hurt in the mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he wakes up in the morning, he looks out the window, and it's like, that's oppression, that's oppression, that's oppression. That dog over there is on a leash. That's oppression. Well, like, he's a professional victim. Oh, God. It, it comes off that way. And, like, it's almost like, are you trolling at this point? Because the way he came at Matt with all these well, examples. This dog on a leash is 
Dude, yeah, right. the so, there, there is a, uh, you know, a meme that says that Cl- Hillary Clinton has a gaping vagina. It like, was the Sarlacc pit that, in Star Wars. That is that's the one I keep. Yeah. yeah, that is not it was hilarious. Like, what the fuck? That is honestly that, not giving me a that good first misogynistic impression. Misogynistic and and. What did he? Uh, what? Oh, he said, and then he was going like, "Well, this is bored." He took a meme, was like, "Well, this kind of be can taken as a way of being uh, misogynistic and homophobic." And I'm like, and then he's like, like he get says, to reality, man." And then he she shares the picture of Jared from Subway, and he's like, "I think that this is gay shaming. I'm not really sure who this is." <laughs> he's like, "So I deleted it." Yeah. Yeah. So then he deletes it. He's like, fucking, "I wasn't sure." It's the actual pedo from fucking Subway. That's why a pedo joke's being made. He says you're misconstruing that with actual homosexuality, so you're being homophobic oh, wow. when you call it him. Like, he was saying if it was just a picture of a random homosexual, but I think it, he was fucking straight, right. and he was just a and sick like, this fuck. is the thing. Like, when I first wrote that post, I was basically defending the fact that, like, look, we're not responsible for policing this group to that degree where, like... There, I mean, there are some posts that have hundreds of comments, and I'm not going to read through every Johnny goddamn Liberty comment. Johnny Liberty bans anybody who reports anybody from the free thought We group. should fucking do that, <laughs> but, uh But, so, like, that's what I thought at first. I was like, all right, well, he found somebody that was, like, saying some real kind of, like, racy shit, and now he's blaming us for that, which I was like, that's, that's bullshit. Like, we don't claim to be, like, like I said before, we're not heavily moderating the group. We're not responsible, per se, for what people are saying. If you report it to me, like, I might take some action, I might not. But then he just started posting these, like, ridiculous, like, basically, like, dick jokes that Matt was posting. I was like, oh, this guy's, like, yeah, that's fucking what pissed insane. Me off. He's just delusional. That's what pissed me off. He came back at Matt after Matt said, suck these nuts. He goes, you wish. <laughs> no, and I'm like, I didn't say suck these nuts. What'd you I, say? Say it. Didn't I say something like, uh, hop on like, nuts. uh, pledge allegiance? I said, uh, <laughs> Shitley can pledge allegiance to these motherfucking nuts. That's what I said. I, 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 but then he was like, you wish. And it was like, okay, so now you're making dick sucking jokes back and forth, which I laughed at because he was like, <laughs> no, you I wish. Said, I pledge allegiance. At it. I didn't say like, whatever. Dick sucking. I, whatever. So I was like, dude, that, I was like, so then I, I said, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's ableist because he can't suck, uh, suck any nuts because his head's too far up his ass. And he put, screenshotted that and just went on this diatribe of, of this look at the culture, his followers, uh, you know, like I'm your fucking follower. Yeah, like, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's like, like, go, go to hell. Look at the kind of leader that Matt is. Is like yeah, Matt ain't leading shit. Like, I don't need to be led. Go to hell. Like guys, fuck you guys. I made some Kool Aid. <laughs> so we got like, some white Nikes in the back. So like, some yeah, fucking kids. <laughs> Ryan kids. Yeah, but yeah. So like this, like he just. I, I don't know, man. Like he he went to the uh, the Libertarian uh. convention uh, in New Orleans and he wore the punk rock Libertarian shirt, and I think like and so he he had the nerve to say, like insinuate that Matt was just trying to profit off of punk culture by selling a shirt. But dude, the literally eleven dollars comes through this right? Patreon like, a month. <laughs> <laughs> like, and like, so he wants to say that towards Matt, but like he's the one who bought the shirt. And he, clearly, to me, it's like he's never listened to one of these podcasts. He's he by the never way, Patreon. Thank you for yeah, yeah, we, 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 we right? really do appreciate the eleven dollars for those of you who are out there. Like we you do. guys are, the you best. guys are the real. It, the real it is deal. a huge help. No matter, and, no matter, no matter how, no matter how. Unappreciative gay lover vibe sounds. 
We, no. appreci- we appreciate the $11 a I'm month. just saying, he made it sound like we're balling Jesus. over here. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And we just have a couple of really grateful people who are willing to help, or, or people who we are grateful for. Well, he's the consumer who wanted to spend that much money to buy a t-shirt, so fuck him. You know, he bought the shirt. Get over it. I mean, uh, the shirts oh, yeah, are what like mad about the shirts the are what like fifteen dollars, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Fucking, what, what the fuck? You know, I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you're the hypocrite. You're the well. Wait, I, so, hold on though. If he was wearing the sh- it, so like he said like what last week he was wearing the shirt right during the speech he gave during the, the Nola spe- yeah during the speech. There's However, Matt had been posting bigoted shit for a long time, <laughs> so that makes Mike <laughs> Shipley a bigot, right? Well, okay, you so know, that's what I'm saying. He's I, never listening. I would say that. I would say that I've been posting stuff that that some some people would would deem a, a little bit offensive. <laughs> you know, okay, some people would deem a, yeah. a lot of bit offensive, but, it's but not, I, mean, I wouldn't it's, say it was bigoted. No, no. I mean, no. I wouldn't either because I, mean, I, I, I would be afraid obviously. to appear on this podcast if it was actually bigoted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not, n- no yeah. doubt, and I, I wouldn't want to appear on a podcast like that either. You know, I wouldn't want to be on the Chris Cantwell show every week. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Hold on, let me ask. Uh, let me ask Michael over here a question. What did you think of the whole Ron Paul um, or Ron Paul staffer Twitter racist imagery post? Are you aware of that story? I'm aware of it. Honestly, yeah. I didn't pay too much mind. I yeah. mean, it sucks. They pulled it. They yeah. tried to give an explanation. Mm. And they're doing the right. right thing, though, to me. <laughs> Sorry, like, I didn't mean to interrupt. But <laughs> no, that's, that's... I feel like they're doing the right thing. They're not... They're not apologizing. It's one of those things, like, apparently the dude got fired who did, uh, who posted it. And it was like, it was the guy, whatever, who made the post. He, he, he you know, Ron Paul doesn't do his Twitter. He's fucking 80 years old. Well, okay, let me ask you guys. Uh. Have, have, has anybody here ever posted something on social media and, like, one minute or five minutes or 40 minutes later you've you been do- like holy or, shit sometimes sometimes fucking 10 hours later <laughs> yeah, you're doing done? that shit yeah been like, like oh i didn't read that all the way or <laughs> or or sometimes like i've had things where i've thought about it for a while and i've changed my mind on it and i've just thought that i came off like an asshole so yeah i mean yeah, yeah. how, how long have all of you guys been on facebook uh, since it started, basically, 2000. Yeah, 2009 for me. 2005. 2008. 2005. So I'm probably like OG. 2010. I mean, that's a lot of shit that somebody could find on you for sure. Mm. Before uh, you were ever oh, like, yeah, trying totally. to be articulate even. Like... Dude, well, I got I was, commie I mean, shit. shit. I was a depression case when I first started on Facebook. I got commie shit popping up in my memory, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got back when you wrote, like, is is doing this, is yeah, doing right? that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, like, I, I, dude, I share, like, racist memes with, like, my buddy. He's black guy I work with at work. And so we, he always sends me white people memes. I like, on your black, wall? <laughs> on Twitter. We do this on Twitter. But, like, but uh. going back to Facebook, like, man, the people, like, I just look back at them, like, like you're, what is it, like, they're... The, on this day uh, app or option that comes up on your thing, yeah. I'm like, God, that was embarrassing. Like, it's just like talking about dumb sports shit and just random stuff. Yeah. I'm like, God, I sounded so stupid. And like, amongst other things, too, like, I, you see it and you're just like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe like I shouldn't have posted that, but I don't delete the past, you know, I, whatever. You, you know, you find it, whatever, no big deal. Like, it's, it's, it's one of those things, um, you just gotta be aware of, and I think from the jump, you. I think we're all kind of aware, of being this, this old, and you know, guys, we grew up with some of this like social media stuff. So it's like we know now where a lot of people, I guess, I guess didn't back back then. I don't know. I don't know where the generational gap is with this, but I know, like for me personally, I was kind of aware, like this is permanent. You put something on the internet, it's kind of it's out there for everyone for eternity. All it takes uh, is one screenshot. Yeah, uh, congratulations, Philip. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. So I know, I know some of the stuff that's out there. It's embarrassing, person, because you grow, you change, you think of things differently now. Yeah. And you like, I treat, I used to treat Facebook like I like I do Twitter, where Twitter's like an instant reaction to stuff. Whereas like, so I used to do it on on Facebook. I'm like, God, I must have been so annoying to follow back in 2010. You know, it's one of those things. So I, I don't know. I just kind of sympathize with that. But but bringing it back to this guy Shipley, like, I feel like he's was around long enough. To know how things were. He's never made an issue until now. And I think it's just so disingenuous. And he shared the, the MTV... Not of, of anything for him to share. He shared an MTV video about <laughs> racism, how white people are awful from MTV. It was like Dear White On People. On punk rock libertarians, he shared something from MTV. So it's just like, fuck him. Like, whatever. I just MTV, I had to wow. Was it like a, a recent video? Yeah, it was about white people, how it makes people of color feel awkward if you're proud of being white. Something yeah, I, like I, that. I love how this dude was like calling me a poser and shit. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, fuck him. Like, whatever. I just got to tell you guys, my Facebook experience has been a lot better ever since I blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I, I'm just saying, I've been a lot more on it. I don't know. I mean, like, I found it enjoyable, too, you know, and I actually threw this out there in the uh, Puck Rock Libertarians group. So, you know, I brought it up uh, a couple days ago, and I was like, you know... Brought it up to the will of the mob. Well, I mean, it's not really... <laughs> well, here's the thing, dude. I don't ever say, if we get a majority, I'm going to ban him. I, I don't ever say anything. Like, I mean, all I say is, okay, who thinks we should ban Shipley? So you do an angry reaction for uh, banning him, or you do a ha-ha reaction for keep him around the fuck with him, right? <laughs> and then, so two days ago, um, two people said ban them, and like a ton of people said uh, ha-ha's like you know because they were enjoying it you know but yesterday it was probably like um are you doing this every day it was probably like 40 percent of the people were like ban them. so i mean he's he's really he's starting, see, starting, to, get, he's starting to get tiring so yeah. you're saying well, that here's, you're here's, saying that his tactic is not working is that, is that what you're saying? Well, here's the thing. By opening up to democracy, democracy is not friendly to the minority. So just by taking a vote, you are, in fact, <laughs> racist. Um, well, so wait, but wait. I thought I democracy mean, was whoa. good. See, well, I thought it, democracy it, it, was good, it's, man. It's not as much as a vote. What the fuck? I mean, I don't know if it's as much as a vote. I don't know if it's as much as a vote as it is a poll. Because, you know, like... like, like what is the difference? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just, just, he's just feeling the all. air, just collecting people's Maybe opinions. Maybe you should run. So for you might side <laughs> yeah. with the, with the, with the majority. I mean, I, I might, dude, but I'm the kind of person. <laughs> I'm, I'm the kind of person where it's it's like it's not a poll. It's okay, a dick. so I mean, this is this is my page. Like I've I've like sweated over this since like fucking 2009. Oh, I hear you. So you know, I'm just gonna do whatever I feels right, and I've kind of like just followed my gut the entire way, and it's worked out well enough. So. You know, and, and I try not to ban people. And at the same time, like, uh, you know, if this dude's, like, tagging my personal page where, you know, like, just, you know, all sorts of people see these uh, see these posts, like, belittling me, who I wouldn't want to see them, who I wouldn't want to take the, the, to take the wrong way, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, that gets pretty fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's where, that, see, that was the whole thing that crossed the line for me was, like, seeing him calling out people. Like directly, not just like yeah, not even oh, just I the page, but just conflict. like Matt. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, that's dude, like that's like a problem with some of them cats. Like they can't <laughs> just put their ideas out; they gotta just like fucking just start go around attacking shit with everybody. Yeah, like just battle me with your ideas, man. Yeah, I, I, I mean, on, man, I was new to the party <laughs> still, you know, and the caucus was still new when they started saying that like we were racist, and it's just like you think it can't happen to you, yeah, you know, like and and. 
then there it is. <laughs> it's almost like a bad, it's almost like a weird badge of honor at this point. Yeah. Like, Kinda. I mean, I wouldn't like wear it around, but like, no, you know, I wouldn't wear it around. around. <laughs> I wouldn't wear that yeah, around, number one racist. It's got to have well with the quotes. But it's funny, especially being a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you self-hating? Is that what this? That's is what that, it is. is that that's where a, that's the thing. It's like that. I love that shit though. It's like yeah. if you're like black or whatever minority it is, and you are like, no, I don't buy into that narrative or whatever. Now you're suddenly like a self-hating whatever it is, you know? It's like Milo Yiannopoulos is like a self-hating gay or a self-hating Jew or whatever, you know? Um, it's, it's yeah, just, he's just a Mexican-hating Jew. Well, he definitely, yeah, I'm not, I don't defend that guy anymore, really, but... No, no. <laughs> but still, like, it's like... Seems like they torpedoed no him. I haven't heard of him in a while. Well, he, he, oh, yeah. Because he spent too long on Joe Rogan's podcast and ended up talking <laughs> about a bunch of real weird shit that a bunch of people didn't like. I remember. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, shit, man. We're coming up on uh, an hour here. Yeah. You want to wrap this puppy up? or? Yeah, it's up to you. Or we can talk about something else. Oh, I'm down. Trump Russia? Russia Trump? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On second thought. <laughs> yeah, so th- Trump Russia. Um I don't, the, the thing that gets me is is there there are still uh Democrats claiming that Trump is in cahoots with Russia. Well, they but they're using this as evidence, right? They well, I mean, they're, 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 they're didn't it also come out that like Hillary Clinton uh, the Hillary Clinton Foundation uh got like $400,000 of uh Russian money as well? Yeah, I think they sold them uranium. I don't know why. I don't know why there is a problem with countries that are having proxy wars with each other to be in cahoots. Like I want them to be in fucking cahoots and stop having these proxy wars. Like true that, true that. Like what the fuck is the problem with them them being friends? Well, I forget who it was, but they were like, "I wish that Trump was a that Russian was agent." That was, was that, that was me. That was that yeah. you? <laughs> They're yeah. trying to equate diplomacy with with uh, espionage, essentially, or, yeah. or like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, obviously, we need to be on good terms with Russia, and just because they want fucking Trump out so bad, they're trying to do everything they fucking can. They're yanking onto this new... Well, that's that's what changed my mind back in, like, 2009. I read an article, and uh, the American conservative was just like, Russia's just following the American model. Like, they just want influence around their territory, like how we do, but all across the world, like an empire. Like, they just want to do what America does so they could be on that level. And they've gotten it. And, and it's just so fucking disingenuous to say... You just hear these lefties. I mean, like, the mass hysteria that I saw on my Facebook this past week, I mean, was just so incredible. Like, I, I screenshotted a bunch of stuff, just stuff I saw on that day. Like, and, like I went back, and I was like, okay, and I sent back, like, three or four posts, but that was just the tip of the iceberg. But people talking about how how Donald Trump's a traitor. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the hysteria is insane. Oh, dude, it's so bad, and it exposes how... Exposed everybody. Like to me, like I feel like everyone kind of showed their true colors. How, just how the reactions were to it were just so over the top. Or like, and then of course the indictments come out. What like a day before he goes to meet with the Russian, the, those Russian agents, alleged bullshit. It's just like what the like what evidence? Like what like show me evidence where 
votes were overturned because of these Russian influence or whatever. You can't. You can't yeah. show it. The reaction from the media shows me that he's obviously pissed off the neocons, which there's nothing on the horizon to make me feel this way. Like, but I hope, I hope that can carry over into Iran. Like, I, I hope he's not under their thumb on Iran because the whole thing with Iran and Yemen is is crazy. He, I, I don't think he's under their thumb on Iran, but I think he wants to bomb them anyway. I, yeah, I think I, he's already <laughs> come to the table with his pro, you know. Well, the move seems to be to use way over the top rhetoric to draw the reaction and then give give a more moderate solution. So they're like, oh, okay. So is, is this like are the, you the talking 4D about the four D chess plot, man? <laughs> I mean, are that, you really giving me does, that shit? Is that is that the four D chess thing? That, that I think that's oh, that's Ethan. it does Where's seem Ethan? to be the go to move. <laughs> But I think he like I just think he has bad ideas on on a lot of things. Yeah. It's like seventy backgammon. Like <laughs> I mean, it's it's not. But it's not even a forty. I mean, that's not really forty chess. That's more like more a fucking salesman. That's yeah. What? That's more of like a sales tactic. Like oh, yeah. here's this really expensive thing. Oh, I can't afford that. Well, I got this other thing. That's yeah. Like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, like it's pretty yeah, basic yeah, yeah. shit. It's not forty chess. Word but, word. And I think he's smart enough as a businessman to know how to do at least that shit. You know what I mean? Like it's not that. Crazy. Yeah, let, let's let's cop well, he, carpet he's... nuclear bomb Iran. No, right, all right, let's just put some drones in there. Right. <laughs> that, okay, you're you're not doing the 4D chess. I, I I'll, you're still getting a ride home. <laughs> cool. So yeah, it's looking like uh, that's about it for this week. Yeah. And I'd like to remind everybody, we have the Patreon going on. So if you want to help uh, keep the lights on here in Anarchy Basement. They're getting dim. Yeah, you can just, <laughs> Google, <laughs> you can just Google Punk Rock Libertarians uh, Patreon, or we have, we post a link in the comments it's here for on our Facebook. Lambo. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Lambo money. We, we rake in about $11 a month. So. And, I mean, it's just and, a dollar, and man. Like but our, you can make that $15 And month. we've got a computer that's on the fritz, so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, hook us up. And then we've also got T-shirts over at uh, LibertarianCountry.com. So Jared's T-shirt, it's it's kind of like... uh it's kind of like a tribute to this week and our boy Mike Shetley. It says, uh, go to your safe space. Yeah. Yes, and, and, and mine is Edward Snowden on it, and it says disobey. And if you go to Libertarian Country, check out their T-shirts, and if you type in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you receive a 10% discount. We also accept articles over at thedailyliberator.com. And until next time, live free or die. Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete!